Stormwood and Associates is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts from actual play to true crime to witchcraft, go to nerdandtie.com or join our community on Discord by finding an invite at nerdandtie.com slash discord. Over a hundred years ago, the dark wizard Hollowell prophesied his return, but Sheriff Aesop Stormwood swore his descendants would stop him. He created Stormwood and Associates with the sole purpose of defeating Hollowell in the future. It failed. Now the young Raz Stormwood and her friends have been framed for a crime they didn't commit, and they've escaped to the Morris Halata underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive operating on the edge of society. If you have a problem, they can solve it. But don't get in their way, or else you might get caught in the eye of the storm. Stormwood and Associates stars Gen Proc as Raz Stormwood, Nick Izumi as Bill Carpathia, Kyle Johnson as Tristan Babbitt, and Trey Dorn as N.K. and Kell O'Reilly. Previously on Stormwood and Associates. So the Stormwood team has been hired by Mikhail Enris, a.k.a. Dave, the owner of Fred's Bar and Taco Shack, to recover a missing magical battery that he gave money, $10,000, to Gorgeous Mikey, a local club owner, to procure for him. When the team went to confront Gorgeous Mikey, asking him where the battery or the money was, Gorgeous Mikey says that he gave the money to the halfling mafia and uh, they shorted him. Of course, why he didn't go tell Mikhail Enris this, we don't know. If any of that story is remotely true. Anyways, importantly, Mikhail Enris told our team that Wodagon Bellpepper was a halfling who worked for Gorgeous Mikey. But Gorgeous Mikey says Wodagon Bellpepper is a member of the Halfling Mafia. It's rather confusing. In any case, the team, after talking to the uh, members of the Halfling Mafia, have attempted to secure another battery for the same price and attempt to lay a trap for the Halfling Mafia in the desert, where... Bill and NK are going to pull up in one car pretending to be the buyers. They have the actual money if they need it. And then the rest of the team is going to be in Bill's Lumina, magically disguised as a pile of tumbleweeds. And, yeah. So the team is about to drive out to the desert. And let's, let's, we'll see what happens. You guys drive out to the middle of the desert. 
The sun is high in the sky. The uh, All the cameras have like a yellow tint to them. The, uh, the road that you've been located is in the middle of nowhere. Um, but so, okay, before we start going, like once you got to the desert, I think before you get to the location, I'm assuming that's where you're going to cast Disguise on one of the cars. Which car is going to be disguised as Tumbleweeds? Which the Lumina. Lumina? Okay. So, Bill, you're the only one here who can cast Magical Disguise. Mm-hmm. So I need you to cast a disguise roll on the car. All right, let's give it a shot. Doot, doot, doot. What modifiers do I put on that, if any? So I think here, let me just pop that up real quick. Mag okay, magical disguise. Oh, is that, that an Archmage spell? I think that's an Archmage spell. Yeah, it's an Archmage spell. So... You just roll a straight D10. Alrighty. Five. Okay. And then... I'm assuming then... We're gonna get, uh... What are the rules on drive casual? There we go, driver. So, that's gonna be how well of a disguise it is once, if they see it. So I'm going to need Babbitt, since you're driving, I need you to roll me a um, your drive casual roll. Okay. Which is 1d10 plus your level. Okay. Uh, 12. <laughs> 12. All right. So they've got no shot at noticing. So, all right. Great. Perfect. <laughs> you rolled a 10, didn't you? I got a zero, yeah. Yeah, you rolled a ten. <laughs> uh -huh. All right, so yeah, you 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 have rolled a you will you will be the perfect driver. All right, they can't beat that. All right, so y'all drive out to the desert. Um, you drive out to this location with uh, NK and Bill in the Golf, followed closely by the Lumina disguised as tumbleweeds, driving casual. With uh, Raz and Babbitt in it. As you pull up to the location, which is just a crossroads in the desert, you see a black late '80s Lincoln Town Car, a pair of a pair of black 1980s Lincoln Town Cars, parked. In the desert. Okay. Standing outside one of them are... Just standing, out, standing outside the two of them are a group of... Um, there are um, nine halflings. They appear to be the half... The, all the the halflings you saw at the bar last night and then a couple other ones. They are all very well dressed. They are all wearing sunglasses and one of them is wearing a hat. 
which would be the one you spoke to last night. NK stops the car once you approach. Alrighty then. Good morning. You getting out of the car? Yes. All right. You step out of the golf, as does NK. NK is wearing her messenger bag. You're pretty certain she's got the money in the messenger bag. Oh, boy. Good morning, guys. Hey, good morning. Babbitt, what are you doing? Just uh, casually circling the the whole thing. <laughs> okay, they can't. Yeah, it's yeah. They've you rolled a twelve. Okay, I'll technically roll for them right now. They can't see you. All right, because <laughs> <laughs> they just get to roll a flat d10, and so they can't roll higher than the ten. And your scores a twelve, so they can't beat it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, uh, you got the money? looking at you bill of course i do dear why don't you show him the money nk unbuttons like undoes the fasten on her messenger bag opens it up holds up a stack of cash okay The halfling signals to one of the other guys who opens up the passenger door to the um, to one of the, the, the Lincoln Town cars and leans in and you see the trunk pop open on one of the the, the town cars. And one of the one of the halflings steps up on the bumper climbs up on the bumper and lifts the trunk open. Yeah, we got what you need right here. Well, what do you know? So. So obviously, uh, what you were asking for on short notice is a difficult thing to procure. The, uh, a single battery of large capacity is just very difficult to find in these areas, you know, and uh, we were unable to find a single large battery, a single large magical battery in short notice. We did just recently uh, deliver one, but what we were able to find are these five smaller batteries that uh, together in series could act as a single one together. Mm, now hold up. This isn't, this is not what I asked for. Yeah, I, like a bunch I, of smaller batteries, that, that's fine. I could find that almost anywhere. Look, look, look. You wanted something immediate and this is what I could find immediately. You know? It's, we did procure one, a large one recently, but that one's been sold. Ask to whom? 
Really? To whom, may I ask? Oh, we delivered that to gorgeous Mikey the other day. Does anyone know? Would I know who gorgeous Mikey is? Yes. Yes. He's okay. the goblin who owns the Click Clack Club. The one who, who said that he didn't get anything from them. Right. Sorry, I'm having a yeah, day. No, it's fine. But so, yes, you know exactly who Gorgeous Mikey is. You were in his house. Really now? Hmm. Hmm. Is this a deal we're doing today, or is it not a deal we're doing today? These are five very... These are these are nice high-end batteries. This is definitely worth your money. I mean, frankly, you're getting the discount. Now, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. I know my batteries. This is, this oh, is not what I ordered. Me? Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Each one of these goes for like three grand on its own. I'm asking you ten for five. Turn him down. Nicely. You are getting like a thousand bucks off of each and every one of these. And I'm sorry about that, but it's just not going to work for what I for what I was going to pay for. Do I look like a joke to you? I should be asking you the same thing. What is this? I was told I was going to get my battery. This, These are five batteries. These are what? This is not what I offered. Just these are not them. what I was offered. What, are you worried about latency or something? For the kind of magical work I'm doing, I something like this is not what I was going for. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Just walk away. If they yeah. let you go, then we then we can be pretty sure that they're telling the truth because they would otherwise do the same thing that they okay. presumably did okay. to Okay, 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 okay. So, so I understand this is disappointing, all right? I understand that I don't have the exact thing you were looking for, but I can tell you, like, so, okay, so 10 grand, you think it's too steep? What, what? Make me a counter offer. Let's work something out here. I'm sorry, this isn't, this is not what I needed. I need a single battery. If you can't do MK it, that's fine. puts her hand on your arm. What, uh... What, what can we knock you down to for that? Ah, well, you know, okay, so, okay, you're not doing ten? I, let's, let's cut a little, let's say nine. Do, do, do a nine. That's like, that's like you're getting two of these for free. And Kate just looks at you, looks at them, whispers in your ear, offer five. How about five? Five? You're busting my balls here. You're busting my balls. What am I going to do with five? Five? I'm barely, I'm not even breaking even on five. I cannot, I cannot do less than, I cannot do less than eight. Eight. Eight grand. Six. Six. Six? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Six. Six. 
Okay, on my mother's grave, on my mother's grave, seven and a half, seven thousand five hundred. Final offer. You drive a hard bargain, but I can live with that. All right, let's do this. NK cuts off, about it for a little stack of cash, seven thousand five hundred. Bunch of hobbits start climbing up, start pulling the batteries out of the trunk. NK pops the hatch to the Golf. They load up the five batteries into the back of the Golf. NK hands the seven thousand five hundred dollars to the to the guy. Pleasure, pleasure doing business with you. God, you you drive a hard bargain. I'll give you that. If you need anything else, just let me know. You'll probably hear from me in the future. Thank you yeah. for your the time. The Snap family is were very trustworthy with the nicest of all criminal empires. They start piling back into their, you know, Lincoln Town cars and drive off into the desert. <laughs> I'm, uh... Huh. So it so. sounds like Gorgeous Mikey's a liar? Yeah. It's I mean, assuming that he actually told us that... Do, do we know that he told us the truth? Well, we know that they just... Uh, accepted half of what was of what we offered for these well, batteries. Well, like three quarters. Three quarters, whatever. Three quarters of what we offered for these batteries. They didn't seem to be intent on violence when you were about to walk away. That's true. They were weirdly uh, kind of seemed offended at the idea that they might have tried ripping anyone off. I'm a... I just, I just checked the capacity on these things. Uh-huh. It's... We just got a really good deal. Seriously? Yeah, no, like, they're slightly used, but, like... I mean, I'm assuming they stole them or something, because we just saved, like, a lot of money. Have you ever looked at like the the the, the legal markets for, for for federally licensed uh purchases of, of magical storage devices? Not recently, no. I Jeez, I We we okay, so like we we saved about like money by like a factor of ten. Yeah, no that this is nuts. So wait I, I like... wanna be friends with these guys. I want to. I want to like invite them to a cookout. I'm, I'm. I feel really bad that I ever suggested shooting them all in the desert. Okay, but they are still like murderers. You hear? So, you like, hear don't over feel the, too I don't know. Do it. we know that they're murderers? You hear over your earpiece. I. I also feel bad for animating an entire sequence of us murdering them all. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, but I, but I mean, like we, we the, I mean the documentary that I, that I haven't watched, but uh, oh, I mean, yeah, sure, they've killed a lot of people, but they're a crime family. We've killed a lot of people. I'd invite all of us to a cookout. Yeah, but I mean, like most of those people, we killed for good reasons. Ish. You know the the moral definitions of what we do and how it works out is is really quite complicated and interesting when you think about it. Because, I mean, really, what what gives us, like, when when we were a licensed agency, like, how did us killing a bunch of, like, people become morally acceptable just because the law protected us? Like, now we operate outside of the law, but we're doing the same stuff. But now we'd be treated differently if law enforcement came involved, right? You know? Now we're operating without a license. Like, if you think about the moral situation. Mm. Isn't, mm. like, isn't the moral, like, what's the moral difference between lawful murder, like, when people would have the law protecting them killing people and people who don't have the law protecting them killing people? Is there really a moral difference? Is not, like, a police force or licensed, like, investigators, like, murdering people? Like, is that really any different than an organized crime doing it just with the veneer of social acceptability applied? Uh, <laughs> okay, so let's go back to the office. Yeah, let's go back to the office. Guys, oh boy. Drive back to the office. Alright. Figure this out. Uh, obviously, George might be lied to us. Dad sure looks that way. Yeah. And we know that now. Big time, yeah. So uh, I say, let's go. Le- let's go lean on him. Yeah, it's the middle of the day. This club's yeah. gonna be cl- like, it's not gonna be full of people. Raz, sounds good to me. All right. Ted's going to head back over to the Click Clack Club? Yeah. All right. Who's going? I'm going. All right. How's Bill and Raz, you go going? Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm a little uh, nervous that we're going to get some serious, uh, like, fight going on. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going. NK is coming, too. You guys bringing stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's just if you're bringing the same stuff you brought to the desert. Yeah. All right. You guys head over to the Click Clack Club. Are you taking one car or two cars? Uh, two. 
Okay. Doesn't really matter how you divide it up because the drive over is uneventful. You are standing outside the Click Clack Club. It's about two in the afternoon. Yeah. You're standing outside. What are you doing? Uh, well... I'm going to go in the front door. All right. We walk in the front door. We see the lights. The door's unlocked. Um, the lights are on. Uh, the... Uh, a young male elven bartender is uh, cleaning some stuff behind the bar and moving boxes around. He kind of glances up at you, doesn't say anything. And again, this place looks so much worse with the lights on. Is it just the three of us? Well, I... NK is there also, so it's... Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Raz. I don't know if Raz and... NK went in with you. I don't know if Raz and Bill did. Are we all in, he in here? Guys? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, okay. And Raz, did Raz go in? Yep. Okay. NK, why don't you see about getting a drink? NK walks over to the bar and bartender is uh, the the it's 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 a different bartender than the one who was here the other day when you guys came in. It's, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it want to keep yeah. keep the eyes on people. Um, and then and, we're I think I'm I'm gonna go back to where his office was. <laughs> okay, you see what appears to be an awkward conversation between NK and the bartender who is like. Very confused that someone's trying to order a drink when the bar is closed. Um, you walk in the back, Babbitt. Is anyone going with Babbitt? Yep. All right. God, I don't remember Gorgeous Mikey's voice. This is going to be fun. Um, I believe it was something like that. No, that's Mikhail Enris's voice. Oh. <laughs> this is Mikhail Enris. No, I think what is my he was down here. Alright, um Alright, you walk into the storeroom. Uh you can the you can see Gorgeous Mikey's office is where you remember, but the door is closed. Do we want to bluff him at all or just go in and you know? Be real obvious. I'm fine with being real obvious. Yeah, I don't think it matters at this point. Yeah, okay. I will try the doorknob. Okay. You open the door. Okay. Sitting, I walk in. Yep. Sitting behind the desk is a very surprised-looking, gorgeous Mikey. 
Also in the office is a halfling who you have not seen before. He was not a member of that group of halflings, but a blonde halfling with slicked back hair and a scar on his right cheek. This must be your wizard friend. That is a, a, a friend. What? What? Why you? He slides the drawer open. What are you doing here? Came to talk with you. About what? Business. He looks at uh, the halfling. What kind of business? Following up on business. Were you interested in the bot? Were you interested in the bartender job? You seem to have plenty of people to to bartend. Yes, but I specifically offered you a position. Yeah. No. you're a handsome man. Last time He's a handsome man, isn't he? He looks at the, the halfling. The halfling nods. Very handsome. I really appreciate that. Last time we spoke um, in person, uh, y- y- you lied to us. Yeah. Whatever do you mean? Uh, you told us that um, the... A halfling mafia uh, didn't give you their the battery that you asked them to to acquire for you, and we've got it on pretty good authority that yes, they did, and you're lying to us. He narrows his eyes. You got proof of that? Wodegon, you think this guy's got proof? Wodegon just kind of shrugs and smiles. Or at least the person he's called Wodegon. Okay. Not working with us, I see. Mm. I take out my gun. He takes out his gun. The gorgeous monkey had opened a drawer. He pulls he, he pulls the gun out of there. He's pointing mm-hmm. it at you. The halfling is just sort of leaning back in his chair. I pull out my wand and my gun. The halfling snaps and there's a gun in his hand and it's now pointing at you. (laughs) Gorgeous Mikey. We are looking for the battery. Please get it for us. I don't know what you mean. I think you do know. 
I think fact, you should leave. I have good reason to believe that you know. What is Raz doing right now? Just vibing. <laughs> so did she go back there with them? Yeah, she's like in the doorway. Okay. <laughs> I think you should step out of my office and get out of my club. We're not going to do that. We'll leave if you give us the battery. It's that easy. Mikey looks at the uh, the halfling. You know, I don't really see an incentive to doing anything. You hear, as this is happening, NK, you hear NK approaching from behind you, Raz. It's going like, okay, so that bartender's kind of a creep, but, um... Did you know that, like, Wodagon Bell Pepper is, like, a super common name for halflings? Like, there are, like, 16 in the state of Halata. Seriously? So, yeah, like, they're, like, I think there are two, I think there are two Wodagon Bell Peppers. Hmm. And, oh... Everyone's got guns out. Neat. She pulls out her gun. (laughs) (laughs) We have it on the authority of the... What was the name of the halfling mafia we just dealt with? I I can't remember their names all of a sudden. The Buttersnaps. Yeah, they're the Buttersnap family. Yeah, the Buttercream family. Buttersnap. Buttersnap family that you do have the battery. I'd like to see you prove it. Uh, do you really want the Buttersnaps knowing that you're going around lying about their honest business practices? I don't think they're that much of a threat. I don't know. I saw that documentary. It's a good documentary. Everyone has seen this damn documentary. Anyway... It's on Netflix. You should watch it. Right. So there's... Oh, there's there's a halfling here. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so... This is Watergun Bell Pepper. That's the other one. The other... Oh, so there's... The... And he's a wizard. Mikhail said he's a wizard? Yeah. Yeah, he's a wizard. But he wasn't here the other day. Uh, He was not obviously here. Yeah. I wonder if we just had a look around this warehouse. We might find something. Yeah, it's very, very possible. This back room full of crates, mm-hmm. which appear to change inventory every night because the club is open. 
apparently gets daily deliveries of things. We just went searching. Hey, 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 you, you, you're not looking through anything. He... And why is that? He cocks the hammer on his he cocks the hammer on his revolver. Everybody roll initiative. We're in a tiny office. Ten. D10 plus swiftness. She's 16. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Deal with it. Wow. Raz, what's your initiative? 12. Did you say 12? Yeah. Okay. And I got a rule for NK. NK's at 11. All right, Bill, you're up first. All right, I'm going to cast an immobilized spell on uh, um. I think I'm gonna I'm cast I'm gonna cast the immobilized spell on uh, the guy who pulled the gun first. On gorgeous Mikey. Yep, on gorgeous Mikey. All right, so roll me your immobilize. That is just um, 1d10 plus your level. Boom, diada, boom, diada. Oh. Um. Yikes. 15. <laughs> okay, so he's just going to be immobilized for this battle, apparently. Wait, 15? I would say, yeah. Oh, crap. Did I you, not? You're level two. Okay, 12. I'm sorry. <sighs> I don't know what I'm... Still. Still immobilized. Okay. <laughs> I was like... Level... You'd have to be level five to get a 15. <laughs> or would I? All right. Uh, so, Raz, you're up. Gorgeous Mikey is just kind of frozen in place. But the halfling's still there. Yeah. Pretty sure the halfling is a caster. I guess I'm just gonna shoot that guy. Maybe try to go for a non-lethal shot. Okay. So, uh... Roll me your... Attack. So 1d10 plus your range plus your level plus one. They all attack. 13. 13. All right. 
his dodge is swiftness plus level. You miss. Alright. Sorry. What is? Uh, I designed this to be a four on two fight, so he's going to be hard to hit. Um, the halfling kind of hops up and he is going to cast what's he going to cast he is going to cast um, an attack spell on Bill so that's going to be he so the halfling hops up slaps the ground and a bunch of concrete flies out of the ground and smacks into Bill. Dang! And Bill, you take 13 damage. Oh, wow! Ow! Yeah, your max damage is 20 right now. It so. is. That is correct. That was a lot, you guys. NK's going to go. And what is NK going to do? Okay, her stuff works. And... All right, NK is going to um, pull out her phone and start, uh, like, you see her start drawing a symbol on the screen of her phone. can't complete that till her next turn so babbit we're at you i'm gonna tackle the the halfling and slam him into a wall all right bare hands attack or bare hands attack bare hands attack all right so 1d10 plus your bare hands plus your level okay um it's a 10 doesn't hit he dodges right. out of the way. Gorgeous Mikey can't do anything because he is immobilized. We are at Bill. Alright. Uh, I'm gonna try a psychic flamethrower at this guy. Alright. So you're gonna cast your attack spell, so I need to know what your um, your range plus your level is. Okay. Da, 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 da. Um. So four. All right, you hit him for four damage. Psychic flamethrower, jerk face. All right, Raz, you're up. Raz. Thinking. Okay. Um, is there anything on, like, the ceiling above, like, is there a window to this office? Um, I'm gonna say no, not that you can see. 
there is stuff like piled pretty high along the wall. using a sweet move to use my grappling hook gun to grab the caster um, and basically whip him through the door and like into whatever is out there whether it be a wall or a boxes yeah, yeah. I am large and strong. So yeah, I think I'd like to do that. Alright, describe exactly what's happening here. Okay, so I am currently standing in the doorway, so I'm going to grab my grappling hook gun, shoot it at the caster um, in a way that it... um, like whizzes like oh what is it I bend the bullet Um, (laughs) (laughs) or basically like I go around him hit it off the like bank it off the wall so it comes back and hooks onto itself around him okay and then I basically grab it and move out of the way of the door frame and pull with all my might like, I'm just, like, you know, whipping him out and across and just out of the room. Okay. It's All right. We need to vote if that works. I love it. I like it. Nick, you're, mood, you're muted. It is too cool to not do. Okay. All right. So, shoot your grappling hook, it wrap, you get him around the leg, you pull out of the door, and you yank on the rope, and you send him flying into a set of boxes along one of the sides. And uh, he's about probably 10 feet up in a box. He looks very angry. <laughs> And he's going to clap his hand, claps his hands together, and on the ground in front of him, a large spectral spider forms as he casts Summon Fodder Creature. And uh, there is now additionally a giant, a like... Five-foot-tall spider standing in front of you. Yeah. NK is going to now go. Actually, no, the Thanks, spider... John Peters. This is great. The spider gets to go. All right. Uh, the spider gets to go before NK does. Because the spider goes on... 
uh, Bell Pepper's turn. So the spider is going to charge and attack Raz. It's going to make a bare hands attack. Does an 11 hit. All right. So the spider's coming down at you with its big spectral spider fangs. And uh, <laughs> uh, what's your soak? What's Five. It does no damage to you. Um, so it like gets snagged in your jacket or something or whatever you're wearing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. NK is going to run out and uh, she sees where uh, this guy is and uh, the spider and NK is going to complete her ward by casting destructive wave on by she's going to tap her phone to the wall of boxes effectively to the left that uh, the, the halfling is currently embedded in and that is next to the spider and it erupts in shards of broken booze bottles and cardboard and just explosion of booze. And um, that's going to do... Let's see here. What is... got to find her stats. Her melee's not great. Both uh, the halfling and the spider are going to take two damage. So the spider's still standing. Really, really, really should have upgraded her <laughs> melee stat. So I hope the magical battery wasn't in those sets of boxes. Babbitt, you're up. All right. I grabbed Gorgeous, Gorgeous Mikey's gun out of his hand. You can't do it. Turn around. It, it actually around. takes you a moment because his hand is kind of locked in position around the gun. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then turn around and just and run uh, at the door frame. Launch off the door frame and uh, just be flying across the room as I as I'm uh, uh, firing both pistols at the uh, at the halfling. All right. So it's a sweet move. Sweet move. All right. Does everybody agree that that worked? Yep. Here yep. for it. All right. So that's your your range plus level. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm bad at guns, so that's a two. <laughs> oh, you have no gun score? Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> it's very dramatic. But it probably doesn't do anything. I mean, but it wouldn't two have damage done anything is not but... nothing. Yeah. That's. He's over halfway down yeah. of his current. He doesn't have a high as high a max as you guys do. Um, he's higher level, but he's only been re-archetyped once. All right. Of course, Mikey's still immobilized. Bill, we're at you. All right. Uh. Hmm. I was I, I was tempted to unleash a morph on that spider, but that seems. I don't think he'll be as effective. Um. You could do a hoedad. It's true, the Hotag has not been here for a while. I summon the Hotag. Oh, you summon the Hotag? 
I summoned the hodag. Alright. Alright, that means the hodag gets to go. The hodag forms. What's the hodag gonna do? The hodag is, uh... The hodag is going to, uh, attack the spider. Alright, so, uh... Let to, them fight. You need to roll the hodag's bare hands attack. Which is okay. going to be effectively just 1d10 plus 2. 5. Alright, and his dodge is uh, 4. So that hits the spider. So roll me the, the damage of 1d10 plus 1. 8. You, The hodag slays the spider. <laughs> well done, buddy! <laughs> Raz, where are you? Uh, so my dude is like 10 feet up in a pile of boxes. Yes. Yes. Yes, he is. No, he's not. So the pile, he, as the boxes exploded, he was kind of flung to the other set of boxes. Oh, right. So he's 10 feet up on the other set of boxes now, <laughs> covered in shards of glass and alcohol. As cool. is this entire area. Cool. <laughs> I don't think I want to step foot in that area. <laughs> I mean, you're wearing big boots. That's true. I do wear big combat boots. Yeah. Um. And Kay's got to worry because she's wearing like all stars. But yeah. can't think of anything cool to do, so I'm just going to shoot him. <laughs> That's right. what I do when I run out of ideas. Just so, shoot. 1d10 plus your range plus your level plus one. Ten. That misses. Alright. You miss. Bell Pepper okay. is not looking happy. So he claps his hands, and as he does, a bunch of the broken shards of glass pop off the ground and fling themselves right at Bill. Bill, you're down. Ow! Thankfully, due to the ward you're wearing, you're not dead, and also Babbitt's here, so... You're, you're not dead. I know, but I can still be avenged! Your hodag is still up. Good. What does your hodag do? Um, the hodag is going to try to climb up to get to this guy. I should have just thrown the hodag as a sweet move. <laughs> oh, that would have been a good idea. <sighs> Alright, the hodag starts... The hodag is climbing the boxes. Oh, wait. No, that wasn't your turn. That was his turn. Yeah. Oh. So, the, well, I could, the Hodag's climbing the boxes anyways. I don't care. Um, I'm letting it. Um, Box climb. That brings us to NK, who is particularly pissed off. 
and uh, let's see, what is she going to do? So, Bill, where were you when you fell? You're by the entrance um, to the. You're by the entrance to the office, aren't you? Yes. Okay. Slammed up by the door. NK's gonna prepare a ward. Is someone getting ready to jump? Because this is a house of pain for me. All right. NK's preparing a ward. Babbitt, <laughs> weren't you? All right. Um. <sighs> so I figure I landed like on a box, like a- across the room from him. Um. So I'm gonna leap, leap out at, at, at one of the walls, off the wall, off the, another wall. It's on like now kind of coming at him from sort of behind and punch him in the in the in the back of the head. As a sweet move? Sweet move. Alright. Does everyone agree that that worked? Parkour! I agree. I agree. So your damage is then um, so give me your bare hands plus your level. Alright. That would be a nine. No. Um, yeah. Level, yeah. Is that a nine? Yeah. Your, your level? Yeah. You've got a bare hand. What, what's your broad bare hand score? This isn't a seven. Wait, no. Yeah, wait, yeah. D- damage for bare hands, seven. Yeah. Seven, and you're level two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's nine. Yeah. I guess that... Let me... What is the modifier for a medic? Oh, wasn't it? Uh, I thought it. No, I'm just curious. It's I'm like. Yeah. I mean, I think that's mathematically possible. I'm just. Um. It was to plus one bare hands. I think you're. You should only be able to have then a six bare hands. Um. Okay. Because everyone should have, like, on the combat statistics between ranged melee and bare hands, it should add up to five right now. Oh, okay. Like, for their raw stat. Yeah. Okay. Huh. All right. So you only do eight. Yeah, okay. Which is still enough to knock him out entirely. Oh, Um, okay. (laughs) It's still enough to take him out. (laughs) Because he was at eight damage. He's only been re-archetyped once, so he has a max damage of 15, and that knocks him to 16. So, yeah, you you knock him out. Bill, you are on the ground, and you are hurting. Ah! But you are on the edge of consciousness. Ow. Ow. Everything hurts. In case, kind of like static over you. Can can you heal yourself? I've never actually tried it. Try. All right. All right. Healing mist. Wait. 
Do you want a healing mist or do you want to heal wounds? Heal wounds. It's still going to smell weird. Okay. Cause you have to I remember, can't do you, much about that. Because you've got your true mystic abilities. All right. Everything is fading in and out. Just a sec. If you heal wounds yourself, you're back at full health if you spend a sweet move point. Okay, let's do that. Thank you, voice in my head. <laughs> so, as Bill heals himself, a white light surrounds him. By the way, everyone around you, you just saw Bill talking to himself. You have no idea who the voice in his head is. He's just talking to no one right now. As Bill lies on the ground, uh, light kind of surrounds him. The shards of glass just kind of pop out of his body, like go right up into the air out of him. Even his shirt and trench coat heal as he is then lifted up off the ground like 90 degrees stiff as a board back up to his feet and is now standing at full health. Cool. So, uh... NK dismisses the ward she was halfway through casting. There's now a mostly there's a dead hobbit <laughs> a dead halfling I should say please don't sue me Tolkien estate don't do that uh, is this what I'm talking about the morality of this we just killed this guy yep and that guy's still frozen she points at gorgeous Mikey We want to look to see if the battery's here? We probably should. So you have the tech spooky for me? Yeah, I'm going to do a detect spooky. All right, roll me a d10. I want to see how much, like, how clear your image is of it. And I... Ow. I rolled a one. You know that there's something powerful and magic in this building. Well, there's definitely something in the room building. NK also rolled a one on her when she was detecting Spooky. Yeah, no, I'm 100% certain the battery is in this place. In in this building. Yep, it's here. They look back at Gor Gorgeous Mikey. He's still frozen with his hand forward like he's holding a gun. Yeah, I'm going to go over to him, and I'm going to move him away from his desk, just in case he's got anything else in there. We could let him move. And Kay looks at Bill. I guess I could. You're going to release the immobilized spell? <sighs> Someone be ready to tie him up. I, I'm, I got him, don't okay, worry. Okay, good. I'm going to release it. As you release it, he immediately wets himself. There we go. I immediately grab him by by his both of his arms behind his back and slam his head against the 
uh, desk. Okay. Where's the battery? It's over there. Over where? He kind of like nods his head up. There's a bag on the ground next to the chair that the halfling had been sitting in. Someone want to check? I go and check the bag. You look in the bag, and it is a large, glowing, magical battery. Sweet. I put it back in the bag, and I take the bag with me. This could have gone way easier. And now you got a dead guy to clean up. And Kay walks yeah, out well, after Raz. <laughs> that's just how things usually work around this. <laughs> around us. I lit him up. Okay. And uh, I, I, I start to leave the room. You know, if if you need a, a new job, I got a great opening. Just just opened up. I <laughs> I lift up my shirt, showing my awesome abs and the the you know the the deep cut V, <laughs> and I'm like, v? you are not getting any of this. All right, and <laughs> I just leave. <laughs> Babbitt's got a vicious V. Uh... <laughs> Bill, I, I'm, I don't know, that, I don't know, I, you're still standing in the the back room there. Oh, I follow everyone. Okay, that's the, (laughs) mostly asking if you were leaving with everybody or staying there. No, I'm just going <laughs> to stay there and tell this guy that I'm better than him. He might offer you... Are you going to do that? No. Okay, because you could. I am better than him, though. <laughs> Definitely better than this guy. All right. You guys head back to the clubhouse. Victorious, battery in hand. NK calls up a very grateful Mikhail Enris, who walks across the alley picks up his battery hands a stack of cash to NK and victory has been achieved and thus ends the first successful Morris Halata job of the new Stormwood and Associates heck yeah My name is Trey Dorn, and I was your GM for this episode. Joining me, as always, were Nick Izumi as Bill, Kyle Johnson as Babbitt, and, of course, Gen Proc as Raz Stormwood. <laughs> Storm-
Stormwood and Associates is a production of Nerd and Tie. You can find more information at nerdandtie.com slash stormwood. You can also find us on social media at Nerd and Tie on Twitter, nerdandtie.tumblr.com, and facebook.com slash nerdandtie. This podcast can be subscribed to on anywhere that major podcasts are found, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and uh, quite a few other places, and anywhere that takes an RSS feed as well. To be continued. Hey, while you're still here, let me tell you about another podcast on the Nerd and Tie Network. And that's Let's Be Legendary. Let's Be Legendary, the Fey Wild West, is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play game. So, an actual play game like this one, but like, you know, in a system people actually use in the real world. Set in a homebrew Wild West steampunk world, uh, the Fey Wild West follows two people discovering what it means to be in a relationship, all the while seeking revenge and learning the truth of their pasts. Let's Be Legendary podcast is an LGBTQ plus podcast with both main and minor characters as well as players falling under the queer blanket. A heavy RP game with a focus on story and characters. And you can hear it every week here on the Nerd and Tie Network. And you can find all of their subscription information and links at nerdandtie.com slash legendary. <laughs>